What's up, everybody? We are back again for another edition of Beers on the Gridiron. I'm your host, Connor the Cat, with my co-host, Tommy Tomatoes. Hey, how you doing? And our special guest, once again, Hunter Pontier. Hey, welcome to the Hunter Zone. Mm, mm, the Hunter Zone. We're entering it. Uh, first off, I want to start off as uh, a continuation of our last episode. I am drinking Hop Valley once again. Uh, I'm, I've moved on to the Stash Panda. Uh, hazy IPA. Uh, again, very citrusy. There's kind of like a, a grapefruit, grapefruit uh, taste to it. Uh very tropical citrus flavor, uh, very nice, very smooth, 6.5%, which is like your perfect amount for these types of beers. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. These are the types of beers on a summer day that you can just pound back with no regard. And next thing you know, you're about 12 in and you don't know where you are. You have your <laughs> pants off in a local supermarket. Oh, yeah. Um, Sounds like my typical Tuesday night. Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday nights are always the best ones, aren't they? Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go ahead and give it uh, a 7.1. Okay. Um, definitely, you know, doesn't blow your socks off, but definitely one that you can, uh, you can drink down and yeah. uh, hammer away. So, a big fan of the Stash Panda. Okay, um, I'm not drinking anything out of the normal here. Same thing with, uh, well, not the normal, the normal, uh, Budweiser. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a 13. Okay, that, that's, a, that's a very high grade, but not it. too high for the king of beers. Yeah, I love it. I yeah. love it. It's great. Yeah. My favorite. And I, I see Hunter still on the mango stash, which he was before. Incorrect, sir. I have moved on to bigger, more My man. king things. You Let him know. Oh. Let him know. Um, my good friend, Mr. Tomatoes, uh-huh. endowed me with the legendary Mr. Bud, the man, Wiser. So thank you, Tom. Boom. Thank you very much, sir. All right, guys. Well, on that note, we're all drinking. We're all happy. Um, so let's get into it. We're going to okay. go through each pick of the first round yep. uh, and give a letter grade for each of it. Um, it was a very, very solid round overall. There were your typical reaches, but I felt like most teams drafted really well. There weren't too, too many reaches. Um, There were some trades. Uh, Like we said before, there were some trades that didn't happen, which were surprising. Not like the second round. No, no. Second round was full of trades, uh, which was fun. But but definitely a lot of great picks and some head scratchers. But let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it right away. Starting off with Jacksonville, mm-hmm. again, we don't need to really talk about this much. Trevor Lawrence. Give your grade. A, a, plus, a, a plus, plus pick. Yep. Uh, uh, easy yep. selection. Easy. easy selection there. We know we've been talking about Sometimes him for, for years. Best pick since Andrew Luck. Ever seen. Well, I think he's pretty pretty <laughs> handsome. Reminds me of a young Kip Pardue from Ruby uh, the Titans. Sunshine. Yes. Yeah, sunshine. Uh, so yeah, there's really not much to say with him. He's your all-around perfect quarterback prospect. Yep. Uh, that brings us Zach Wilson to the Jets. Uh, again, not much to say that hasn't already been said. Uh, I'd give this pick an A. Uh, ton of arm talent, mobile, can make plays happen when they break down. Uh, love this pick for the Jets. Right. Uh, it was a pick they had to make, and. Let's hope that, you know, this time around they can make something, they can build a team around them 
and finally be a, a contender in, in the AFC East. I agree. I'm going to go B+. Plus. Okay. And that's because I bring up the psyche of him going from Utah, Idaho to the New York market. So that's the only reason why I have him at a B plus. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I have him right, right where you are, A, because he's got the talent. He's a, he's a good quarterback, but B plus there. I want to see how he transitions from going from that kind of scenario into the New York market. Mm-hmm. Hunt, give so, it to me, baby. Uh, I'm going to disagree with both of you guys, and I'm going to give him a solid A plus. Oh, okay. Only for okay. the fact that Zach Wilson has me turn into Hunter to Menace, calling for. Oh, Mrs. Wilson! Because <laughs> his to you. mom is a total fucking box. <laughs> so, good luck for the Jets. Welcome to New York, Mrs. Wilson. The name's Hunter Pontier. Please, give me Here's up. to you, Mrs. Wilson. <laughs> Jesus loves you more than you will know. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. Right, so, uh, so that brings us to San Francisco, Trey yeah. Lance. Uh, again, I'm going to give them an A uh, on potential alone. His potential's through the roof. Tremendous arm strength and talent. Uh, probably, probably has the strongest arm in the draft, uh, and he can make plays happen on his feet. Uh, his feet, his his running ability reminds me a lot of a young Colin Kaepernick. Okay, uh, which is you know. Ironic that he's going to San Francisco. It is. Um, But mainly, honestly, this grade is an A alone just for not drafting Mac Jones uh, at three. Uh, I just think that would have been a reach and too vanilla of an offense for Kyle Shannon. And I think Kyle Shannon kind of break through and create even more offense with Trey Lance and the weapons they have over there in San Francisco. So I give this an A. I think it's a great pick. And two, I expect them now to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, but they don't need to. They don't need to trade him right away. They don't. So that, and that's a perfect position. Exactly. And we could see him get traded in the next few days, but maybe not. More of a training camp trade. See if a quarterback goes down, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm critical. I'm very critical. I'm going to go B on Trey Lance, only because I have Justin Fields rated higher than Trey Lance. So I think Justin Fields is more pro-ready quarterback. I mean, I, I get well, that Trey Lance has a good arm. There's a lot of questions still with Trey there Lance. Is, like, he's raw. He's very raw. Yes, he he played one game last year. Um, yeah. And even before that, like, you know, he's playing in a lesser conference. I just, like, even just, that's what I, I just like what I saw from Justin Fields last year. Yeah. Good arm talent, good speed. Against and, the best. Yes, against the best of the best. And I just I just like Justin Fields better. So and that's I, I give it a B for that. Completely understandable. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give Trey Lance a – I'll give him a B plus. I like his potential. I think uh, Shanahan will really push him to bring it out. But uh, yes, my my biggest concern is the competition that he played at in high school. How I'm sorry, in college. How is that going to transition to the NFL? Yeah, he's going to be able to play up to it. Now, now that conference has produced talent in 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 the past. Carson Wentz, Josh Allen. So we have it there. Without mentioning Carson Wentz, I I refuse to do that, <laughs> but but we'll see. You know, every every quarterback's different. That's the same thing goes right. for Ohio State when they say, "Oh, Ohio State never produces quarterbacks." 
every quarterback prospect is different. So I yeah. think Justin Fields is the best one they've produced in, in quite some time. But we'll get to that shortly. Now we're getting to the juiciness. Yes. Yes. Yeah, those those three picks are easy. Yeah. Kyle Pitts. So this was interesting, and I had to think about this for a while because at first I was like, in terms of the player, A-plus talent player, easily. Maybe the most talented player in the draft. Who knows? But the fit with Atlanta, I, I just saw, I was like, it's a perfect opportunity for Atlanta to trade back, get more assets to start this rebuild, or take Matt Ryan's successor. I I don't know. There's a couple different options that could have gone. I was like, the one strength they have is their receiving. Exactly. Uh, so I was just like, you know, do they really need Kyle Pitts? But then I started to think a little bit more. Julio Jones is 32 years old. He's been... He's had injury histories the past couple years. He's getting old. They were trying to move him uh, at the draft, before the draft. And it leads me to believe that they're really kind of, they're pretty much done with Julio. Like Julio, probably playing, he's probably, but if, if he's still, even if he's still here this next year, he might be gone the year after that. So Kyle Pitts might be filling that void that Julio leaves and Kyle Pitts is very similar to what Julio brings in terms of size and speed and natural, natural ability. Cause I I just don't really see him playing a traditional tight end role at the next level. Uh, Cam Jordan made a a very funny comment saying he's light in the ass. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, and, and he's got a bit of a point, like, and again, sure. They're going to have him lined up as a traditional tight end at times, but he's so good that you're going to have him out wide the majority of the time. So I kind of view him as Julio's successor in a way. So therefore I, I give the pick an A, um, could be an A plus, but right now, just in terms of other needs and the fact that I think that they should have traded down, uh, that's why it's just going to stay an A for me. Okay. Um, again, I'm critical. I'm going to go C plus. Okay. And that's only because based on fit, I um, I don't think that's a big need for Atlanta. They also have that they could have, as you said, drafted successor for Matt Ryan. They could have traded back and went defense here and just collected more assets. Um, Kyle Pitts is a great talent. I'm no lie there. A-plus talent, 100%. However, I give this grade a, uh, mm-hmm. a C-plus. I, I, I think they could have traded back and collected more and possibly uh, sucked somebody else that could have made more of an impact. Now I'm going to give this grade an A-minus. Um, I love what a talented tight end can bring to the table to the team. You see teams like Kansas City, like San Francisco, how just a next level talent at tight end can really just improve an offense significantly. And Pitts has that. So I think that will loosen the load off of Ridley, off of Julio Jones, and will release some pressure off of Matt Ryan as another option for him to go to. Yeah. I, 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 I totally agree with that evaluation. Um, and, and, and yeah, it, it's really just about fitness, the right option. And again, again, too, like maybe Atlanta had no trade partners because before maybe. beforehand, I thought that Denver would be trying to trade up for that pick to draft a quarterback. Yeah. Turns out that they weren't even going quarterback. 
um, and trust me, they fucked me up too. Man. And uh, New England, a lot of those teams in the teens, they might not have been willing to give up all those assets for number four. So maybe they just didn't have the right trade partner. They didn't see value in that, and they stayed put, and they took the best player available. So you can't really knock them on that. No. Uh, so that's why it's still an A for me. Um, and player-wise, A+. Plus. Like, Kyle Pitts is a freak. And I'm critical I'm, I'm amazing. Spot, yeah. so, like, it's just... But we can all agree that Kyle Pitts oh. is the best player available like at said, the board there. So talent, He yeah. probably could be the best player in this draft. Exactly. Like, done, exactly. I've never had many other options. Like, exactly. could have traded back. So that's uh, a C+. Plus. So that brings us to Cincinnati at 5. Uh, who picked Jamar Chase, who in my eyes and your eyes, everyone's eyes, is the most complete wide receiver in this class. He's going back um, home to daddy. My fantasy name at the end of the year last year was Jamar Chase. I loved him. Great size. 6'1", 200 pounds. He could run with lightning. All. He could be physical. He He's great at everything. Great. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Um, and let's face it, he was his best with man with joe burrow with joe with burrow. joey b yes 100 100 you know joe burrow and it, joe burrow was campaigning to get him and now that yeah. offense has weapons you have jamar chase t higgins tyler boyd and joe mixon Dangerous. back there you're set with weapons they have an upcoming tight end too don't they <sighs> they had uh what's his face um uzuma okay yeah yes. but i wouldn't say up and coming Why tight not? end He's okay, but nothing okay. special. But uh, I'm going to give this pick a B, and I'll tell you why. Similar to Kyle Pitts, it's A-plus talent. But I think that the Bengals already have good weapons, and clearly, as we saw last year, their protection is subpar at best, and, and that's being nice. Their protection is not good. Joe Burrow had a horrific injury at the end of the year that knocked him out for the rest of the year. And those are the injuries that they they take away. They they take years off yeah. for your career. Like those ACL injuries, they need to protect him. I think Sewell would have been the better pick here for them uh, just because like it's just so important to protect the quarterback. And there's so much value in this draft of wide receivers. You could have got another one down – the, down the road and again I think T Higgins is primed to be a number one uh, and Tyler Boyd is definitely a number two uh, at the very least yep. and you, you could have addressed wide receiver later but Jamar Chase is this electric definitely like makes their team. definitely makes their offense way better and he's definitely the number one option over there uh, and is familiar with Joe Burrow but I just think that I think offensive line was would have been the right move here, so that's why it's yeah. a B and not an A plus. I'll, I'll agree with you, 100. I'm more mm-hmm. with you, B. Mm-hmm. I give it a B, and that's based on just again A plus talent for Jamar Chase, but B because you know Joe Burrow is still going to get his ass kicked mm-hmm. week in and week out. And they failed to address it in the second round they too. Did. They did. I mean, they took a tackle, but it was later on, wasn't it? Later round, I think that well, they think they took one in the third, and I think that that was like either way, you're not getting one at the the level of no, 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 and I don't even think it's a tackle, I think it's more of a guard, guard? okay, 
So um, that's that's the reason why I give it a B. A plus talent again, like I always said, Jamar Chase, but. Um, I think they had a more of a need for offensive line just to protect Joe Burrow from getting even hurt even more. But I guess he won the uh, organization over. He won a chase and he got it. Yeah. So and and you know credit what you wish for credit him, to man. the Bengals. Like good for them for listening to the quarterback. Yeah, I, I I do appreciate that, but still. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you guys basically on everything you said. B plus out there to B plus. I think that chemistry between quarterback and wide receiver. This could be a historic top five, maybe top three quarterback receiver duo for many years to absolutely come. you know if they can protect joe burrow i think this could be a dangerous dangerous duo together they know their game yeah i want to piggyback off hunter there real fast because i am excited to watch the Bengals on sundays now yes to see the connection yes. with joe burrow and jamar Chase. i was excited last year i'm yeah. even more excited this year yeah I'm, I'm very excited like i might actually even like be excited to tune in the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, year. even their broadcast team. Yeah, well, I mean, do they have one? The Bengals. It's the kids playing on the play. No, they're all yeah. hung over from the Ohio State games on Saturdays. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a college play. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah. It is. Uh, all right, so that brings us to Miami Dolphins, who took my guy, yep. Jalen Waddle, uh, and I was very upset about that. But great. You brought this up, though. You said Jalen Waddle. Like, they favored him. They favored him over they f- Chase. They favored Waddle over they Chase. Got their guy. And they got their guy. Uh, and, again, I think this is uh, – I, I, I give this pick an A. Uh, do you need to give Tua a weapon, especially a weapon that he's played with before, which is, again, what we're kind of talking about with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Not the exact same connection. Um but definitely, definitely still a connection and a number one that you're giving to a, which he didn't really have last year. Uh, he was kind of, you know, trying to share the wealth. This guy is a guy that takes a lot of pressure off of Tua that he can find deep, he can find in the slot, explosive with the ball in the hand. So the objective is just get the ball in Waddle's hands and let him do the rest. Yep. That takes a lot of pressure off your quarterback. They have a decent offensive line, and they addressed it later in the draft, which was smart. Um, they didn't need to go Sewell. It's definitely an option. Uh, they should have gone and tackle. They, they they could have, but they but they're not. Their offensive line isn't horrific. Uh, no, but like 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 Cincinnati. So that's why I, I think this pick is an A uh, versus being something lower. Uh, so. That's you know that's pretty much my thoughts on that. I I, I think Miami. Uh, so, no arguments, man. Mm-hmm. No arguments. Um, I would go A plus for this. Yeah. For Waddle, I I liked him. He was my second favorite wide receiver in this draft, and I would even put him neck and neck with Chase. I think he's going to be a game breaker at the next level, especially with joining a wide receiving core like um, Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, and having Jalen Waddle there. I think he's going to be a great asset there, and he's going to help Tua tremendously. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I could see them going offensive line here, but I can't argue with bottom. Yeah. A plus for me, hundred yeah. percent. I'll agree with you guys on that. My only concern is Tua, not Waddle. Uh, he definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, Good point. He undersold me last year. I was expecting more out of him. It, you know, was his rookie season, so there's always that. But uh, I was I was expecting more out of him at the gate, and it was a little bit underwhelming. So. Again, the pick was fantastic. Waddle is the most ex- explosive wide receiver 
on the draft. So I love to pick, but Tua is going to have to make something out of it. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I'll give it an A. A, okay. Yeah. And that uh, that brings us to Detroit Lions, who were probably doing jumping. Well, I know they were jumping for joy at this, but doing jumping jacks in, in the back room when Sewell fell to them there. Uh, they obviously have so many different needs. Uh, they're rebuilding, but what better way to start a rebuild than getting a franchise left tackle that's 20 years old in Panay Sewell, who they've people have been talking about Panay Sewell for quite some time now. Yep. Um, one of the best left tackle prospects in the last couple years. Uh, A-plus pick for me, um, him, him falling down. Uh, to them. I mean, not a big slide, but slid a few picks. Uh, and like I said, they have so many different needs, but I don't think any pick would have been better than Panay Sewell here. So that's that's why that's an A-plus for me. Easy. I can't argue with you, yeah. Connor, but I'm going to go A-minus here. And that's just based on... I, I flirt with A-minus, B-plus. And that's... Be, I love my guys in the trenches. I do. And Penny Sewell is a plug-and-play, probably all-pro, like... Pro Bowler. I mean, people even say Hall of Famer. Famer. But I think this was an opportunity for the Lions to trade back and get some more picks and fill some voids. But I mean, I can't can't go wrong. Penny Sewell is a a great asset for them. So A minus there. Uh, Good opportunity for them to trade back to get some more uh, draft capital there. But you know, can't argue with them going Sewell. It is until you got to look at it too. You got to have a dance partner. And maybe they didn't, maybe they didn't like the value. Maybe they didn't say we're getting enough because you're giving up a blue chip prospect to trade back there. And when you're, when you're a rebuilding team, yes. Like I said with Atlanta, sometimes it's better to get, you know, as many assets as you can, so you can kind of speed this process up a bit. But especially when you need a left tackle or just even a right tackle, but you and you have one like that at that level, I, I think you just make that pick and you say, you know what, let's just do that and we'll, we'll build off of we'll build off of him. Because now, when they next year or, or the year after, when they look at quarterbacks, they know that they don't need to worry about who's protecting their blind side. Yeah, like that's a big thing with a lot of you these don't teams. Have to worry about left tackle. Big thing with a lot of these teams, even when the Giants when the Giants drafted Daniel, Daniel Jones. Oh, we're getting him, but who's going to block his blind side? Who's yeah, going to protect right. him? Like that's a big question right off the bat, and it's tough to find those guys, yeah. especially right off the bat. Like expecting them to be good immediately. Now that allows him him to get his his uh, you know his licks in, and when they need to draft another quarterback, they know they have their guy to block yeah, for him. That's the reason why I could just grade an A for Sewell with them getting Jared Goff. I think this could be huge for him. More protection, gives confidence back, and maybe, just maybe, we'll see the Jared Goff we saw a couple years ago when the Rams went to the Super Bowl, where that season he played out of his mind. You're right. If he comes to a new organization, has a little bit of hunger in him, gets that confidence, gets the protection, maybe we'll see that vintage, amazing Jared Goff we saw. And that's actually a great point because I think that we've all kind of brushed Jared Goff off. But 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 exactly. I but, saw but, but the thing is though, and Goff even there was a little bit of drama here, and I've read a bunch of different things over the past few weeks about this. But 
Goff and McVay had a very public and well-known feud. Like, they were not getting along this past year. And sometimes when that's going on, that affects your play. And when Goff got traded to Detroit and he made that comment where I'm just happy I'm somewhere that wants me, goes a long way. Maybe that eases him up a bit. He's He knows he's in a rebuild. I think it takes a little bit of pressure. He's got, uh, the, pressure talent. On. He's got the talent, too. He's I think McVay got sick and tired of telling Goff where to go. Yeah, absolutely. I, the, McGoff is, Goff is definitely not a perfect quarterback prospect like he was brought up brought up to be. No. But, but you know what? Goff knows the situation he's in. And now he's like, okay, I got a left tackle there. And you know what? I'm going to... Now I can just, there's no pressure on him because like people think, okay, Goff needs to perform so he stays in the league. But in Goff's eyes, it's like, I went, I I just went to a team that has so many needs and stuff. So it's like, maybe all the pressure isn't on me where I can just do my thing. And like, I know I might not have the best receivers. I might not have the best run game. I might not have the best defense out there, but like, that like, that's that's other issues. So I that fo- lets me be like I can just kind of play my game. Well, that's why this is a win-win uh, draft pick because even if Goff doesn't do good, and they go next year drafting a quarterback, Sewell has experience now at yeah. NFL level. He can show that the team look draft a new quarterback. He'll be protected. He'll have that confidence that I'm going to a team that will protect me. And yep. that confidence, even if it's not golf, but a new quarterback, that'll go a long way. No, I mean, Hunt, you hit the spot on, man. I, 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 I can't argue. With, I can't argue with it. I, I agree with it 100. Yeah, 100. So, um, uh, Panthers going Horn here. JC Horn. Uh, we talked about this on uh, last week's podcast. Yeah, we Very real possibility they go cornerback. I thought that was the right move for them. They. They added Sam Darnold. Obviously, eventually they took Terrace Marshall, but they had good weapons on offense. Yep. Their offensive line is actually pretty decent. I could have seen them. It's not bad. I could have seen them maybe gone Slater here to like shore it up, but they have need a cornerback. Yeah, they're right. they're deep. Well, they they have need a defense in general. And Matt Rule, defensive minded coach, you want it. You want to get your guy. You want to get your your CB one. Um, at least a CB2, and J.C. Horn is definitely that type of prospect. Big prospect, son of Joe Horn. Uh, you actually called it out. He was going to be the first cornerback off the board, In my bold and he ended up baby. being. He was a big riser uh, towards the end, and I love this pick. Again, I, I give this pick an A. Uh, uh, I, I don't see... A, a really a better pick for them. I think th- the only other pick for them would be outside of trading down is Rashawn Slater. And I, I think, think, I mean, you can argue JC Horn's more important at this point for them. Yeah. And I think, I think the Panthers are a team that's ready to compete right now. So I, they're I, a tough I, division though. And they are. They, uh, they really are. But I, I just, Horn, I, I fell in love with him. Mm-hmm. A plus pick for me. He's a, he's a dog. He's a pro ready player. I had him highly entertained, and it, it went to show. The Panthers yeah. valued him even more too, so I think he's ready to compete at the next level. He's a little handsy for my liking. Um, I don't think he's going to get away with that at the NFL level, but I'm really excited to see him, and I think he's going to perform very well. He's going to be better than Tertain. Mark it down. 
I'm going to give it an A plus as well. I think having a stud shutdown corner is going to be, it, it is so important this league with how these big, muscular, fast wide receivers are taking over the game. Having that shutdown man-to-man coverage corner is just pivotal for a defense. And I think Horn will bring that his first year. Hunt, welcome to the Horn bandwagon. I just, I just want, I just want to say that. You know? Sound the horn. <laughs> oh, zing it, girl! We need to zing, it. We need to zing it, bud. But, and, and just piggybacking off of Hunt's point, J.C. Horn is the guy to go up against Julio Jones. Yeah. Big, yep. physical, DK fast. D.K. Metcalf. Shut yeah. him down. Yeah, like and those I type of receivers. I saw someone make an evaluation on him that I love. He doesn't give a shit about being friends with you. He doesn't care about being friendly with you. I love that. Best of the world. He's page. a fucking J- competitor. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, not to that extent. No, no. one's no one's at that level. Oh. I mean, but, you can't rule it out. We'll see. No, I'm talking about like just oh, the, well, yeah. the talk. Yeah, I mean, I don't that, think anyone. That's a good. That's point. like okay. yeah. Fair enough. But uh, but yeah, great pick by them. Um, and that brings us to the Denver Broncos, who. They picked Patrick Sertain, and similar to what we were saying with Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts, A-plus on talent, and and two, the fit the fit is definitely there. They need another cornerback. They just signed Kyle Fuller in the offseason, which is a great pickup for them, but, you know, again, not enough. They had, they're not the, the, the scary secondary they had years ago with the, the no-fly zone. With uh, Chris Harris, T.J. Ward, Akeem Talib, all those guys, they they they're all gone. They're all gone now. And Kyle Fuller is a good place to start. Patch, matching him up across from Patrick Sertain, that's a great one-two punch. That's a deadly duo there. However, I don't understand how Denver doesn't consider a quarterback here. I don't why. We talked about some of the reasons why I didn't pick Justin Fields. But you have you just traded for Teddy Bridgewater, and that's a great placeholder. I love Teddy. We all love Teddy. Oh, I, I, dude, I love Teddy. Teddy's awesome. But not your future. No. Drew Locke, clearly not your future. And to be honest with you, there's some interesting prospects next year, but it's not like this year at all. Like in terms of quarterback, like there's there's one Sam Howell out of North Carolina who is projected to go number one, and the rest there's and again we'll see how they play this year. Joe Burrow, his, his senior year, he came out of nowhere and he went first overall after yeah. having the greatest college football season in history. So there's definitely room for it to grow, but it's not projected as a strong quarterback class like this year was right. and the other years were. Uh, so I, I don't understand why Justin Fields wasn't properly considered. And when I say properly considered, picked. Like, and, I, and I brought this up to you, and I saw this as a, as a tweet earlier. The Broncos didn't select Justin Fields in part because his epilepsy and his medication would, like, bode well for him. In, the in elevation. In elevation. And – and we we're talking about this too. And, and I, I exactly. I, I can't. I can't say much on that. If their medical team were like, "This isn't going to work," then fine. I just mm-hmm. haven't. It's hard to believe that that would be such 
an issue. But again, I can't speak Maybe on it much. Maybe they feel out there just to justify them taking certain. Maybe I, I'm not going to discount it because I don't know. I don't know that shit. I'm not right. a fucking no, doctor. I mean, no, like there could be doctors and be like, "Yo, that's a serious problem." Well, I'm going to waste your time. Even yeah. Telling you that when I think about it, it's so. just, uh, just I don't know. But certain, I'm going to give a B plus. Uh, just, just in terms of, I think there were maybe, I don't know. I, I still, I, I still can't get past the draft of the quarterback there, but I agree. I mean, you said all that, that there is that can be said about this subject. I, I agree with you hundred percent. I'm going to go probably B plus two as well. I'm going to agree with you. Um, Tertain's a great pick at a, at a cornerback, but they do have other needs. Maybe they could have traded back at this point too. When I say that a lot too, but I mean, they were a candidate to do so. They were, they were, and they were primed for New England or Washington because yeah. they weren't so far up that you could have had a reasonable yeah. trade up. And when I saw Horn go off the board at eight, I was like, Harry Roseman's on the fucking phone. He's the one who wanted to trade up with Denver ahead of the Cowboys to get to team. So I guess the Broncos had their eye on entertainment, and they very well did because they and, fucking took him. So. And you know how he made that call. He did. You I know, was on, you I know was, he made that my, call. One of my one of my best friends, Kimmy. I was on the phone with him, and he's like. Shit, they fucking took Horn at eight. And I was like, how he wasn't picked up that phone right away. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. Absolutely. I gotta see what it takes to get to number nine ahead of Dallas. And they, they couldn't get it done. Broncos had their mindset on it. B plus, great talent. Um, other other avenues they could have went here, but that's why I give it a B plus. So that, that's where I got it. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a B plus as well. Um I think the Broncos' biggest issue is their quarterback. And they could have gone a different route, but Sertain is another one of those lockdown corners yes. that is super important in this league right now. And especially coming from his father, who is a great cornerback as well. Mm-hmm. I think he has that heritage in him to be great, and I think he's going to be great. Yeah. I do. Agreed. So, uh, again, could have could have gone a different route, but there there's nothing wrong with the pick with who they got. Agreed. Agreed. So we all agree on the B plus yeah. like happening there. Yeah. So that brings us to our Philadelphia Eagles, well, my Philadelphia Eagles. So let's yeah. let's talk don't, about don't don't pass yeah, on I'm that. Sorry, okay? I'm sorry, guys. Hey, so forget about it. Well, first off, <laughs> so, let's talk about Dallas. Okay. So Dallas, they obviously wanted Fuck. one of Sertain or Horn, uh-huh. and either one would have been an A plus pick for them. And both their guys went off. They made the smart move of trading back with the Eagles. Um, I mean, I can't believe that they made a trade with the Eagles, either. but it was smart on their part. They knew that they were going to get most likely get the same guy they would have picked at ten, but got another you know piece of draft capital yeah, in the process. So uh, I'm going to give them an A on the trade. Uh, the Eagles knew the Giants loved Devontae Smith; they didn't make that a secret. So also an A on the Eagles for jumping uh, the Giants to get him, Devontae Smith. Um, I'm going to give that an A minus, uh, for the Eagles. Uh, I love Devonte Smith. I don't, so this is kind of, I'm almost kind of going to contradict myself here. Uh, but the only reason it's an A minus is because of the, the, the weight issues. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't see it being much of an issue for him. But it's also yet to be seen. Uh, it's it's yet to be seen. I'm not so much worried like a lot of people are about him taking the hits where he's going to like break like a piece of glass. I'm more worried about him 
getting off the line of scrimmage and creating separation on those tight press corners. That's and some of those corners, some, some of those corners that are bigger, like a JC Horn, like some of those guys that are bigger that are going to press him right off the top is how is he going to beat them or, you know, push off of them uh, right off the bat. Um, but that's the only reason it's an A minus. Uh, other than that, he's the best route runner in the class. Uh, he's got sure hands. He's got speed. He's got everything else that you want in a, a wide receiver, and the Eagles needed that wide receiver yeah. um, to add that core. And realistically, much, I, I won the corner. But yeah, I'm and that. and much like the Giants, they need to give their unproven quarterback all the weapons they can to see if yep. he's their quarterback. So, yep. uh, a minus for me definitely has the potential to be an A plus pick. Uh, I just want to see how he he adapts to dealing with some of these, you know bigger upper echelon press corners in the NFL. That's a logical pick there. I mean, that's a logical grade, I, sh- I mm. should say. But I'm going to put on my fanboy fucking hat right now. That's and an A++ plus plus for me. Okay. And I'm going to weigh that into being originally a six, and we had our eyes set on Devontae Smith possibly being there at six to be able to take him. That should also come into play. We traded back, got a first-round pick in the process, and then traded up to only give up a third-round pick to get our guy – you know what? You know what? I'm upping it to an A for that reason okay. alone. Thank you. Thank you. Because that you that is, that is, that is a great point and uh, agreed. Yes. Agreed there. So Howie is on my good list. Right yes, now. as he, he should made, be. He made the good pick there. He knew the Giants wanted to go him, and he knew his only um, avenue was to trade the Cowboys and there. Only giving up a third. I mean, the, he, jumped, he jumped. He jumped. He jumped. two spots. So you're not giving up a lot anyway, but. Giving up a third there is fine, especially when it's a division rival and you're jumping a division rival and not allowing them to get their guy while also getting your guy. It's great draft maneuvering uh, across the board. Yeah, right. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it an A because I th- the talent is obviously there. Had a fucking ridiculous season in 2020, and they took it away from the Giants. They knew the Giants were gonna take him, so that's a main competitor that doesn't happen. And it also takes some pressure off of Fulton, who had an amazing season last year, who now he not had, he had to guard Fulton and Devontae Smith. He did. He uh, amazing. He had a, yeah. a great season. And I, I think that's going to open up more doors for him. And if he's hot, they got to double cover him. And you got Devontae Smith now who can run around right. so and anyone. It also takes pressure off Jalen Rieger. I was just yes. And Rieger, yes. yes. He can have his breakout season mm-hmm. too. And I love how you broke Travis Fulgham because he is a good wide receiver in this league, but we can't shy away that he had a good two game, three game stretch and then he was just silent. Well, so, I think, well but I also, think how were, much were you expecting? Yeah. Heavy. I was that. expecting him to be a presence and he wasn't there. But again, were you expecting him to be a presence before he was that presence? No, but he did become a presence, and then he just. But then, but, 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 but he was, but he was, but he was relied on. He was relied on to be a number one at that point. Like yeah. he was like the number one option for I them, know, and I he's know. not that. And so there you go. So and we, we traded away our uh, pick we got from Indy for Carson. So hey, Carson, thank you. Yeah, you know, there you go. And he got Devontae in the end. So. I, I think I think Devontae is going to have. Uh, incredible. Me career. too. I'm and a I mean, worried about his weight issue. I am. They can both come So, honestly, so he was on Shannon Sharp's podcast the other day, 
And I loved his mindset. He came up and said, because he, he's tired of hearing all this, this stuff about his weight. And he said, look, we're football players. We're not bodybuilders. The weight hasn't been an issue for me at Alabama, which you're playing in the toughest conference in the league in college football. There is a big jump. Against, there is definitely a big jump. But he was like, it was an issue for me there. So it, it, while it's still an issue, I don't think it should be – they made it into a huge issue where it's yeah. like, I don't think it's that much of an issue. It's a quite like, I don't think that he's going to be just nullified. I think that he will at least be a certain level of good versus like, he could be great, obviously, but he's at least going to be a very good receiver. So we'll, we'll see. I'm excited to see uh, Smith, Rager, Fulgham, and even Greg Ward, I mean, he's uh, he's, he's a, a he's a you know yeah, I I like Greg Ward. He's like a a toolbox guy. I said it before in other pods. I think our wide receiver group is better than Rain. I think they're going to be better in the offense where they're actually going to be like valued. And Nick Sirianni is a wide receiver yeah. kind of guy. Aaron Moorhead's a good wide receivers coach. I'm more worried about corner, but that's you know yeah. need to hear it over there. No, we'll talk about it later. I think I think they are underrated as well. I I probably have them as the fourth best in the division, if not the third best. Uh, but Washington just adding Diami Brown, um, you know, that's that, that, that bumps them up a little bit, but it's still, we'll, we'll see how it matches up with Washington, but Dallas and the giants easily have the, the I think, the best. I think the weight thing, if it becomes an issue, I think that can be worked on pretty easily. Yeah. They, they can, they can bulk them up an extra 10, 15 pounds in the off season. I don't think he wants to do that though. But so but if he may not He's want to, but if he if they see that it's going to be an issue, and if he does that, it will transcend his talent. I think I think he'd be open to working with it. I I, I see him I point. see him going up five pounds at at the the best. But even five like, pounds makes a difference. It does it does. But I think anything over that it might throw his game off a I, little I bit. See 10. I think maybe he'll be. I can picture him. a lot. I can picture him. I'm. I'm gonna say he's not gonna ever. He's not gonna ever get. I don't think he's ever gonna get bigger than 175. 180. I feel very comfortable with him. But I hope um, he does. And I hope he does get bigger than 175. But yeah, 180. is a good weight. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Um, so that takes us to our New York Football Giants. Our (laughs) New York Football Giants. So. Obviously, at this time, I was devastated because he wasn't all of our guys. Okay, he was livid. Yes. Okay. Absolutely livid that all of our guys were gone, and I expected at least two of them to be there. But give me one. But they were all gone, and I was worried that this is typical Giants, where their guys go off the board, they go into panic mode, and they reach on a player. And I saw it happening, and I was just like, "Oh, here we go again." But the Giants do something that they don't do, at least this regime. They – all their guys were off the board. They had a team back in the draft that wanted to get a quarterback. Justin Fields is still on the board. They make the trade with the Chicago Bears. The Bears move up from 20 to 11. The Giants move back to 20, and they get the Bears' first-round pick in 2022, a fourth-round pick in 2022, and a fifth round pick this year. Yeah. And that's an A plus plus trade for me. <laughs> I mean, absolutely brilliant GMing there. 
uh, on the Giants front, and that's a whole team. But like teams did not team, it was a known theme in this draft that teams were very reluctant to give up draft picks for next year because of the strength of that yeah. draft. That's and a good point. Yeah, to yeah, get yeah. a first round for a team to move up nine spots from 20 to 11 is a big, big move. So that's an A++ in terms of the trade. Now, again, too, with the Bears, trading up at 11, they select Justin Fields. That is, to me, and this is – I'm not going to grade their trade because their trade is dependent on how Justin Fields plays. But that's an A-plus for me. Uh, I don't think Justin Fields should have been available at 11. I really don't. Um, whether that's him being picked in the top 10 at, for one of the teams that stays put or another team drafting up higher to get him. I don't really understand where he started to fall from being the second best quarterback prospect in this draft. Um, I mean, again, I, I started to lean Zach Wilson uh, as we got closer as the year went on, but even still, we just both very like lauding. How, how good Justin, Justin Fields is super accurate. He's fast. He can run. Big play potential. Yeah. Played for a big school. Uh, and, you know, he's safe. I feel like he's not a, oh, he's a project. Oh, he has raw, he's raw. He is like he, – he, I, I feel like Justin Fields, like you know he's going to be at least at this level. And his play reminds me a lot of Dak. It reminds me a lot of Russ. I'm not saying he's Russ level, but no, but he has glimpses. The play, the plays remind me a lot of it. Yeah. Um. So it's an A plus for me for Chicago. I think it's a great fit. Uh, they needed a quarterback for the future. They jumped up at the opportunity. They have a pretty, a pretty solid team around him. Uh. So it's an A plus for me. You left me nothing to say. I think you pretty much covered everything, and and then some, honestly. So I give this an A plus too as well. I'm very vocal on how I feel about Justin Fields. I think he's going to be the second best quarterback in this draft, and I think he's going to transcend very well to the NFL level. And great, great opportunity by Chicago to trade up and get this guy. If you see him there, you trade up and get it. So great, great pick by Chicago. I'm excited to see him uh, play play there. And um, yeah, go Justin Fields. I'll give him an A plus two. I got not much more to say than what you guys already said. I think he's going to transcend really well in the NFL. Yeah, kind of pretty much hit on all of them. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah they call do, me. Do well. They call me the JC Horn of covering. No, it's because you're motherfucking going first, <laughs> and then you fucking just list everything and you got it all. All right, so we can switch that up. If you like. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, no, I'm not arguing with it. It's not. A, it's not a problem. I'm just saying that you just like you know you hit on all of it. And I agree with 100 percent of it. But uh, right. so Cowboys going uh, Micah Parsons here at number 12 and the Eagles pick from the trade. Um, let me give my thoughts first. I will. So I think he's going to be a great player. I really do. Um, I wasn't impressed with, I know it's very small, but his review after he got picked, he just seemed kind of um, dumb. So. <laughs> To put it lightly, so I I think he's going to be a great player if he pans out well. If the off the field issues kind of weigh out his potential and stuff, well, it's never came back to bite Dallas in the ass before. 
<laughs> certainly won't this time. <laughs> Great pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great point there. Um, so I'm going to go B plus on the Micah Parsons uh, acquisition from the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, obviously the draft didn't turn out the way the Cowboys wanted. They wanted a cornerback. They needed a cornerback. Uh, but there, there was no other pick for them to go here. There really wasn't. Like maybe Rashawn Slater and just bolster up an already That's strong offensive line. But they need defense across the board. They need defense. Their secondary is a mess. Their linebacking core, Van Der Esch can't stay healthy. Yeah. Jalen Smith's play is deteriorated. Demarcus Lawrence, I think his play has kind of gone downhill Ever too. He got fucking uh, the extension. Yeah. yeah. And uh, look, Micah Parsons is, like we said before, one of the best players in this draft, arguably the best athlete in this draft, arguably the best defensive player in this draft. And you can play him anywhere. He can rush the passer. He can drop in coverage. He can play the run. He can do all of that. He instantly becomes Dallas's best defensive player, and yep. they need defense, and they didn't have any other options. It's nothing. It wasn't their fault. Um, so I give – I give this this uh, I give this an A. I really do. I, I I don't think because it's also circumstantial. It's also circumstantial. Like what else were they gonna do? Um, this was the best pick they could have made. Um, and time will tell. It could even end up being an A plus pick, but it, it's an A for me so far. A lot of A's and a lot of B B pluses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, I think I have the one C plus, and that was Kyle Pitts in yeah. for Atlanta. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, not much to argue there. So B plus for me, A plus A for Connor. I'm gonna um, go, I'm gonna give it a B. Um, obviously, okay. he has the talent. Uh, my biggest issue is gonna be the off the field stuff. You know, he, he had these issues in college, and yes, you know, it's the past, but. Especially with the Cowboys, we see how these issues come back and bite them. And I, I think that's just – I don't know. I, I think his talent's there. I think he'll be good. I just don't know for how long before something comes up about him or, or something he does during offseason that could jeopardize the play of the Cowboys. So with that, that's why I get to be. Not, not, not a bad analysis there. You know, not, not, not bad at all. I it's mean, a it's a risk. It's, it's a risk. It's worth mentioning that the off the field shit does weigh into his, his selection, and we'll see how that pans out. I mean, he's he's uh, it's a rookie year, so we'll see how that goes. Across and look, look what happened with the Giants and Baker. You know, exactly. Yeah, you know, a great player, but this is different. Though. It it is it is different, is but different. it's just the off the field Baker shit. Baker is that, nowhere near. It's the off the field shit that that can. That. Well, that's what makes it even worse. If he's got this fucking talent, yeah. but if he does dumb shit, it's but, just going to ruin But him. also, let's not discount DeAndre Baker, who was uh, – most people had him in the best cornerback in that draft class, and he oh, still has a ton of skill. But Micah Parsons it's, is, is you're a right. freak. You're right. It's not, it's not comparable in that sense, but like – I get what you're saying, though, and, and it's completely valid. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, Micah Parsons – Like I said, it's, it's not the talent. The talent's there. He's, yeah. he's a fucking beast. But I, I'm just talking about the comparison between DeAndre Baker and Michael Parsons. Like, I get the off-the-field shit. You, you weigh that, and you decide you're playing then. Yeah, but, it's, right. it, but, but the thing is, it's impact player, though. DeAndre Baker, you're drafting him to be, hopefully, your cornerback one. Like, so I'm saying it's impact player. So yeah. it's like if Michael Parsons, like but these are the guys, draft picks that come back. Guys, numbers are off 
fucking charts. Oh, I know. No, he's and he's unbelievable. Baker wasn't on the fucking charts. He was. He and was. Down, he down, was down, the down. best. He was. He he got the award for best cornerback in the nation. Yeah, no, no, I don't honestly. I, I disagree. I think. Mike I mean, I'm just saying it's facts. Like, yeah, that's he fine. Got, and then that's fine. I mean, I, I just disagree with it. I, I think Michael Parsons is the better prospect than Johnny Baker. He right? is. He definitely is. Okay. Well, I'm just talking about. Sorry. I'm just talking about impact player. Like. You're drafting an impact player. He cannot – like, the risk of you missing on that pick because of character issues, it's the same level. And, and I don't know – again, it's time will tell. Time will tell because you could have a few stupid That's shit being immature, but you reach the NFL and you're like, I can't fuck up anymore. Yeah. Some guys realize that. Some guys don't. DeAndre Baker didn't. Um, yeah. But anyway, let's let's move on to yeah, yeah, yeah. the Los Angeles Chargers at 13. Picking Rashawn Slater, A plus for me. Uh you got a young stud in Justin Herbert. Uh I don't know where else they could have gone here. Um anything else I feel like probably would have been a little bit of a reach. Uh Rashawn Slater, not only best player available in my eyes, but protect your quarterback. I don't know if he's playing tackle or guard, but who cares? <laughs> really, okay. he's that good, dude. I, honestly, I, I had always agree. A plus plus for me. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Rashawn Slater guy. I had him going ahead of Penny Sewell in this draft, and he did not. I mean, you know, whatever it is, what it is. But I am a big Rashawn Slater fan. I believe he's going to transition very well. His pro composition is Zach Martin, <sighs> so I mean, that's more protection for Justin Herbert. Um, I'm so excited to see him in the next level. Plug and play player from day one, Rashawn Slater, probably one, the best offensive lineman in this draft. I'm ready to say that. Top two for sure. I'll give it an A plus as well. Slater didn't allow a single sack in 2019 before opting out of 2020. I think you protect a man, Justin Herbert, and he's going to bring you the fucking gold. So mm-hmm. great pick by them. And this is going to transition into the next pick, but I love – how teams are being smart with young quarterbacks, whether they just drafted one or it's going into year two, year three, yeah. they're, we got to protect them. We yeah. got to protect them. And that's exactly what the Jets did at 14. They drafted Elijah Vera Tucker at a USC. Um, solid tackle, projected probably at guard, um, probably left guard right next to Makai Becton. You just drafted Zach Wilson. You have weapons for him already. You got to imagine they're probably going to add a running back some point later in this draft as well. Uh, but give him all the help and all the time that he he needs, and he's going to succeed. Uh, love this pick. Um, between him and Darisaw, uh, they were the two best offensive lineman options on yeah, uh, on the so market. Stuck on who to take yeah, it, 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 but it, it's honestly a, who cares. Um, <laughs> it's it's an A for me uh easily. Uh they they got their guard. Uh the Jets are slowly building their team back up again and they're doing it in the same draft and and that's the important thing. Yeah, I agree. Um I'm going to go uh A minus. And that's because I think they could have waited to trade up that far. I think they probably could have traded with the Cardinals and got better value to get Vera Tucker there with the uh, tackle slash guard. But that's just me being nitpicky. Really? And point. you need two to tango. You know, we, don't know, we don't know. Maybe the Cardinals exactly. are like, nah, exactly. I, don't, I don't want a fourth-round pick. That's just me being fucking yeah, I'm giving it an A easily. 
I love I love the Jets making moves. They're they're serious about this new young quarterback. They want to protect him. They want to give him weapons. I love it. I think this is what they need to do. They need to show that they're serious about this, and they're doing it. So, easy A. Hmm. Easy A. Easy A. Now let's go. Yeah. And you might be surprised at what I say here, but brings us to 15, New England Patriots, and they select our boy, Mac Jones. And so let me just say, New England gets an A-plus for playing the waiting game. Not trading up, just saying, you know what, we'll see how it plays out. If other teams want to trade up, go for it, but we're not giving up the assets. We're going to stay put, see if he comes falling to us. We know that they love Mac Jones. We know that they love that type of quarterback, that yep. pocket, yep. stand in the pocket, tall. It, it, you know, he's, I'm not comparing him to Tom Brady, but similar style of play. Of well, you look, yeah, look at the figure. Yeah, coming out of look at the figure, exactly. Compare him, baby. Yeah, style, uh, style of play is very similar to that. Yeah. Um, and, again, they, they need a quarterback in the future. I like that they re-signed Cam. Uh Given you know Cam another chance there, Mac doesn't need to come in right away. He doesn't. Uh, but I, I'm sure I, I think that this is one of those picks too that I'm also grading on fit, and that's why I give it an A minus because the fit is perfect. Wait, A plus or A minus? A minus. A minus. Okay. A plus on waiting for them, but A A minus on on the pick, and uh, I think. I, I think this is the perfect situation. We all projected Mac Jones going to New England throughout this entire process yeah. um, before that whole San Francisco craze happened. But it's the perfect fit for him. It's the perfect pick for New England. They don't. He doesn't need to start right away. They can ease him into it. He's the type of quarterback they want. And to give Mac Jones credit, he showed up in big games. He did what he needed to do. Yes, he had all the weapons he That's needed. Exactly yeah, he, he had the line, but he showed up in big games. Did I think he he warranted number three overall? Absolutely not. Yeah. Did I think he was the perfect fit for San Francisco? Absolutely not. Right. He's the perfect fit for New England. Perfect chance for him to succeed there. And I, I, I it, it, it's a great pick. It, it's really a great pick. Um, I'm glad for all parties here. It, it worked out perfectly. I know you said initially that I'd be shocked at your evaluation on this, but I'm really not. I mean, I, I give this an A+. Plus. Mm. And um, mm. that's only because, like, I know we were very critical on uh, Matt Jones as a prospect at number three. And that's only because he was being drafted at number three. I didn't think he was a top ten pick at all. Yeah. But, again, you, you brought the great points, man. New England just stayed pat, waited. They got their, they got the guy, the quarterback at that position. I think they're a good fit there. McDaniels is going to find a way to use him very well. Belichick is Belichick and McDaniels are both used to you know having a quarterback of that stature. Mm-hmm. So a fit in a fit a plus a plus know, fit for sure. Value a plus for me. You got you got the guy going forward, yeah. and that's all I have to say. About I, that. I agree one hundred percent with Tom. A plus, uh, I think it's perfect for New England. They got their guy, didn't have to make any moves, and uh, I, yeah, there's nothing more to it. You already hit. Okay, so that brings us to the Arizona Cardinals, and I know Tom has a lot to say about this pick. Um, They selected linebacker Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa, and I've talked about this before. He's actually one of my underrated players in this draft. Uh, I, I, I expected him to go late first round, early second round, 
Um, he's one of my favorite linebackers for sure. Uh, this was a bit of a surprise for me here um, that he went to the Cardinals because my big question here is fit. I don't know what the fit is necessarily and like what role he's going to play. I love him as a player. And I don't think, you know, if you're reaching a few picks for a guy that you really love, then it's fine. I think that, you know, he probably went a couple spots ahead of time, but we, we can work with that. But yeah. So do they have him as a pass rusher? I, He's not like uh elite pass rusher by any stretch of the imagine. He can do a lot of things, but they have Isaiah Simmons back there. It's just kind of a weird fit for me. Um, I'm going to go a B minus. Uh, B minus mainly because of how much I like Zayvon Collins as a player. Uh, but everything else, uh, the, the fit, uh, taking him there, that, that kind of – Hurts hurts the grade a little a, bit. He's but. a good player, man. But oh. you go I, go for it. I, 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 I do. I do. I can let loose right I, now. I, I'll I'll let you go. Fuck this pick. <laughs> this pick fucking sucks. You just went a linebacker last year, the top fucking ten. Isaiah Simmons, who you fucking failed to put on the fucking field for like an X amount of snaps and shit. And you have like okay, well, first of all, since when did Arizona become a destination to build the next freaking superpower? By the way. With all these acquisitions they're yeah. making, they could have went corner. I they, thought they should have went Morig or Newsom. Newsom. Even uh, Caleb, Caleb Farley. Yeah, Caleb fucking Farley, yeah. man. He's right there. And they decided to go in this direction. Um, okay, maybe they see something out of freaking dome, but they could even went Christian like Barrymore at this position. I know he went in the second round later on and stuff, but like a lot of a lot of people were talking about Christian Barrymore being like a first round talent at this point. So, with that said, I give him a freaking C-plus at this point. There's no reason to take a linebacker where you are. you got Jordan Hicks. you got Isaiah Simmons. So, there's really no need for a linebacker. Um, could have went, went to your defensive line. Definitely, 100% should have went cornerback. You're missing an opportunity to make your team that much even more of a powerhouse in the NFC. So, C-plus for me. You know, I'm going to say, fuck you, Tom. I'm going to go with A, just oh, because I love God. this guy's fucking attitude. Yes. You know what he said to the GM? He says, Steve, we're going to fucking kill everyone. Full speed, we're going to kill everyone. I fucking I love, love it. I, I love, love it. That. We're going to get a Super Bowl ring so fucking big on our finger that a show dog wouldn't be able to jump over it. I love that mentality. I love the fire. You know what? Give it to him, boys. Cardinals oh, go to Super Bowl. They don't win it. They don't get many fucking snaps. There you go. There you go. He's taking it all. He's taking it all. I do love that response, too. Just like, we're going to get it. I'm, we're I'm, I'm hungry. We're going to fucking kill everyone, Tom. I'm hungry. I, I, I love, love it. it. Like I, I said, I, I, I love this kid, and I hope that they find a way to make it work because – He's 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 a great talent. It's just it, I, I'm a little concerned. Everyone, <laughs> a little concerned about fit, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It. We'll see how it plays out. No need. He'll help himself. Okay, so that brings us to the Las Vegas Raiders, who continue to Raider. Uh, they selected. <laughs> is that Al- thing? It is now. <laughs> they selected Alex Leatherwood uh, out of Alabama, who is a tackle that. Everyone knew was going to play guard at the next level. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of between giving it like a, a C minus. I'm, I'm going to stick with a C minus. Uh, 
instead of giving it a D plus, but because <laughs> I actually like Alex Weather Leatherwood, I just don't like him at seventeen. Yeah, there's other options there. They yeah. need another tackle. They have Colton Miller, who's locked down the left side, but they need a right tackle. They do need a guard, but they could have waited to get Leatherwood or another guard down the down the line. I just think it's another another reach by them. They're reach university. They yeah. always reach, and they reach by a tremendous amount. Um, I think he's good. I think he's a good player. I really do. Uh, and, again, he, he played Alabama, so you can almost always trust those guys. But just a big reach for them. And I, I, I'm giving it a C- minus here. I can't argue with you there, but I'm going to go with your initial thought. I'm going to go D. Yeah. And this is not, not a shot at Alex Leatherwood by any means. I think he's a, he's a decent player, and he's a decent prospect, actually. Mm. Not a first-round talent. There's a plethora of other tackles you could have taken at this position. And Tevin Jenkins, the Walker Little, I mean, Christian Darisaw. Darisaw. You could have took that, too. But they they decided to go in this route. So that's not Alex Leatherwood's fault No, at, by not. any means. It's, it's the Raiders' evaluation. So I go D here. Um, that's it. Um, I'm going to go B just because I like his name. That's um, fair. I know, fair I know a lot of girls that. that would just die for nice leather wood. Yes. Ooh, that, and, that, uh, and that ain't and wrong. That, shit, that can't go unnoticed, by the way. The name is fantastic. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Jersey value for a card? Right. Uh, <laughs> Who knows? Hey, you know what? If it doesn't work out for the Raiders, you can always go out and dance with the stars. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone's dancing with Alex Leatherwood. Killer. Um, okay, so yeah, pretty much sums that up. But yeah. uh, next pick, eighteen, Miami, Jalen Phillips, uh, probably my favorite pass rusher in this class. Uh, the concerns about the concussion history we touched on before. A little worried about that, but in terms of talent and value here, uh, I'm going to give it a, a, a I'm going to give it a solid B. Uh, that could be even better if he can stay healthy and avoid. Those concussions, we'll, we'll see, but he hasn't been able to do that in the past, and that's why it's going to stick stick with a B for me. Connor, I think this is perfect grade. I think B's. I, I, I'm right there with you, B. And that's only talent's there, but you can't shy away from the medical issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, concussions are a big issue in the NFL. That's the biggest issue. Yeah, I mean, if he gets a couple more, he might be forced to retire, and who knows at this point, but he had them ever since he was very little. And it's That's been, always worrisome. And it's been a continuous thing. Even when his brain is developing at a young age, he's still getting concussions. So, I mean, it, it's something to keep an eye on. But B for talent, but longevity, I don't know. Major concern. Major yeah. concern. Mm-hmm. Major because forward. of that, I'm going to give it a B minus. Um, and so here he's got problems with injuries for a long time between concussions, ankle injury, wrist injury. Uh, I think that's just not going to bode too well in the NFL. I, I, the talent's there, but I think he's going to have a rough time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. I agree. That brings us to the Washington football team at pick 19. And Yemen they, Davis. They select Yemen <laughs> Davis, linebacker out of Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, so initially I was like a little – I was like, wow, really? Like I, I, I thought, you know, I had some linebackers graded higher than him. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't really. I was like, oh. and I was like, I, I wasn't like super high on this pick, but then, then I was like realizing, I was like, you know what, this guy can really do it all. He's a solid, solid option. And the more, the more I looked into it, the more I dug a little bit deeper, the more I liked this pick for them. 
they needed a linebacker back there. They have a great, great pass rush. They have, they've improved their secondary tremendously. Um, they needed linebacker help. And this, this guy is, is a, it's a perfect fit. It's a perfect fit for them. Uh, Ron Rivera knows linebackers. Exactly. So. He was one. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm gonna give it an A minus. Okay. I, I, I was I was kind of I was jumping like You're A minus A minus B plus, but you know I, I I think I think this really has potential to be an A minus pick. I'll go B, I'll go um, I'll go B plus here, mm-hmm. and that's because I know he climbed the draft boards later on in the process. Um, it is a big jump for me. He was originally slated to be a third round draft pick, so to have him climb from a third rounder up until a 19th overall draft pick in the NFL draft. That's a little much for me to even, like, give him a good grade there. I'm excited to see how he transitions to the NFL. I think Ron Rivera is going to put him in a great place, so therefore I give him a B plus. Obviously, you know, he sees something that I don't, but I'm excited to see him. Yeah. I'm going to give him an A- minus as well. Um, I like that he had three interceptions last year. I think that's going to go great in the NFL with the passing game. And, uh, yeah, that's basically all I have to say to it. And the time has come, boys. Here we go. The time has come. It's so, as we know, the Giants traded down to pick 20 after not getting their guys, Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith. And at pick 20, that opened it up tremendously. They could have gone a ton of different ways. Uh, Quiddy Pay sitting there. You know, they need edge rusher. Uh, there's a couple of the other tackles and guards available. Christian Darisaw is there. Uh, you know, even some of the other edge rushers, Greg Rousseau, Aziz Ojulari yeah. was there. Um, a lot, a lot of, a lot of great talent there. Uh, and I, I, it kind of assumed, you know, if they were moving back that they would stay away from wide receiver at this point, even though ton of value there as well. Rashad yeah. Bateman, uh, Elijah Moore, and they end up selecting Kadarius Tony, who is one of one of my favorite receivers in this class, and one of the biggest risers uh, in this class. And I got to say, I was so shocked because I just didn't see it coming at all. But I actually love this pick. I love, love, love this pick for a couple of different reasons. Just like the pick at eleven. Were there bigger needs in wide receiver? Absolutely. But you know what? They know that they need to see something from Daniel Jones, and they wanted to give him as many weapons as possible so that they could be like, okay, it's up to you now. So I am there with the philosophy of giving him another weapon and making this offense as dynamic and explosive as possible so they can have their young quarterback succeed or at least try to succeed. So – Kadarius Tony is interesting because while I have Rashad Bateman, my fourth best receiver in this class, Kadarius Tony is almost a better fit for the Giants. And I'll tell you why. Why? Rashad Bateman is more of an X receiver, which Kenny Galladay occupies that position for yeah. us. We don't really have we, we don't have someone nowhere near as dynamic as Kadarius Tony, but you have Shepard in the slot. Sure. 
But then Darius Slayton is more of a deep threat guy. Um, and, you know, he played up a little bit more last year because he had to. But Kadarius Toney is very, very similar to what Jalen Waddell, who was my initial pick for the Giants and who I wanted them to go if he was there. He's very, very similar to what Jalen Waddell is as a player, where he is just absolutely dynamic with the ball in his hands and maybe the most explosive offensive player in this draft. Uh, I mean, you just watch his highlights and it's just a whole bunch of wow. Like tough to take down. He makes moves that are I, – I, I really – I haven't seen much of them before. And they haven't had a dynamic talent – at wide receiver since Odell Beckham left. And this is a guy that, like Odell, you get the ball in his hands anywhere, he's going to make a play. And he's a home run hitter. He's a gadget guy. You can run bubble screens, jet sweeps, reverses, trick plays, where he, flea flickers where he's throwing the ball. He can come across the middle. He can run deep. He's got blazing speed at 439. He's got decent size at 5'11", uh, 190 five pounds ish 193 he's got a good vertical vertical jump he's an excellent athlete uh and you know it's just one of those guys that you have to make teams teams have to prepare for this type of offense and it just makes things a nightmare and it pushes jason garrett to be more creative with his offense they can just use him in so many different ways he's a punt returner he was all sec and punt returning not only as a receiver but in punt returning so he's going to be returning kicks, punts, everything. Uh, you know, the few little knocks on him is he's had some injury histories. Uh, his route running is not quite refined yet, but that is an easy thing to work on. We saw with DK Metcalf, that was a big concern with him, but he turned it around beautifully. Uh, so I'm not really that worried about that. He had a few character issues um, at Florida, but nothing – Nothing too concerning, and I know the Giants do their homework. Joe Judge is a no-nonsense guy, so he seemed he seemed fine with everything. He he loved him. They uh, one of the guys in the Giants building recruited Kadarius Tony out of high school, um, so you know that the guys do their homework and know and are familiar with the player. Uh, you know, shocked to say it, uh, I definitely I give this an A minus, uh, and it, it has the potential to be a home run pick. The comparisons to Percy Harvin are probably as perfect as you can get in terms of matching a player up. Uh, he compare Kadarius compares himself to Alvin Kamara. I see a lot there uh, in terms with how he runs in open field with the ball in his hands. I see a lot of comparisons to Tyreek Hill as well, just like Jalen Waddle. Um, love, love, love this pick. Didn't see it coming. But especially after the trade, uh, getting guy here, uh, it, it, it's a great pick for me. Uh, a minus, a- uh, potential to be higher, but A minus for now. Just need him to stay on the field and let's see what he can do. But they need to add another dynamic player to this offense. I think the only things you missed on was what's his social security number and where he lost his virginity. <laughs> because you went off. Listen. I- <laughs> He like, lost his virginity for, yeah, for, for, for quite a long time. And honestly, you're excited about it. And I love it. You're excited about it. Well, and the thing is, too, it's funny. Like, I was excited about him as a prospect for fantasy purposes and other reasons. But I did a lot of homework on him. I watched 
a decent amount, not not a tremendous amount, but I watched a, a good amount of uh, University of Florida games uh, hanging out with my dad, mainly to scope out Kyle Pitts and see how good yeah. he is. And there were times where Tony just jumped off the fucking page for me. Um, and I was excited for a team to get him. Like, what teams are going to get him? Because I just didn't see it yeah. being really an option for the Giants, maybe in the second round if he fell. But he was one of the biggest risers. Uh, late risers in the class after his senior bowl performance. And, you know, the Giants love their senior bowl players. Um, but a lot of teams were really high on him uh, as we got close to the draft. Uh, so, and really too, if I re- break it down, it's it's so hard to judge the receivers after three and maybe even four because so many different receivers do different things. Like if you're looking for red zone, you got Terrace Marshall. If you're looking for slot like got a speedy guys, Rondell Moore, same with Elijah Moore. Um, the, the, different teams have different needs, so it's tough to rank receivers in that regard. Yeah. But Kadarius Tony, he's like a lot of people said, most explosive, explosive offensive player in this draft. One of the most dynamic players in this draft. I I, I can't say enough. I, I love the pick. I want to dive into this more. Who do you take the prom? <laughs> I was saying, because you have so much insight on him. I love it. Stephanie so, Wilson. <laughs> so I give this an A+, in this my opinion. Wilson? I think he fits the offense better than Devontae Smith does, to be quite honest with you. I think if they draft Devontae Smith, he's more of a comparison. Well, not a comparison, but I think he's more of a Kenny Galladay type of player than uh, He's going to be doing the same thing, he's running the same routes. Kadarius Tony can do exactly what you said, everything. And we got to weigh into it that they got a first round pick for next year out of it, you know. That's the biggest thing. It is the biggest thing, man. So this is this is a good pick for the Giants. I have them as one of my winners of the first round, mm-hmm. to be quite honest with you. And that's in part because of the good player that they're getting in Kadarius Tony, and because of the draft compensation they're getting for next year, and even part of this year that they're going to be getting. So I give them as one of my big winners. And two, I just want to say I know a lot of people were like. A lot of people don't really know much about Kadarius Tony, and they were kind of like, "What? Like this is such a random pick." And oh, after we traded well, down, we picked a receiver. Devontae Smith. And, and two, why. and two, after they traded down, they probably had their mindset on Quiddy Pay, which makes sense. But I'm telling you, if you don't know Kadarius Smith, look him up. Tony. You, Kadarius Tony. My apologies. Oh, look him up. You are going to – your mouth is going to water over he's, his highlights. He's worth watching, let me tell you. He, he is really box is. office. He is, man. He's, he's, a, he's a playmaker. He's a game-breaker. He's, he's going to be a great player. Um, yeah. Connor just fucking broke down his whole life story on him. Yeah. So I'll give it an A. Uh, I'm really excited yeah. to see yeah. how he fits with the offense. And, and, and uh, you know what? Jason Garrett fucking – Drop some crazy plays. We'll see this guy now. I'm excited for you guys, man. I really am. I'm it's going to be a fun I'm, offense to watch. I'm going to be. I'm going to be very excited to watch Tony in this offense. I really am. If it wasn't Tony. <laughs> so that brings us to the Indianapolis Colts at uh, number 21. So they went. Connor, in your bold prediction, voted ball for this. That no pass rush would go in the top 15 of this draft, and here we are, the first one coming off the board at 21. Oh yeah, Jalen Phillips. At Miami at 18. But, yeah. So, Janet Phillips going at uh, 18 in Miami. But anyway, yeah. the better one, in my opinion, Quiddy Pay coming off the board from Michigan at number 21 to the Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis Colts. Um, eh, 
I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I oh, I definitely I I give it an A uh, for sure. Um, I, I, as you guys might know, uh, I've talked that I'm a University of Michigan fan, uh, Wolverines all the way. Uh, so I watched a lot of Quiddy Pay this year, and what I saw. So my main concerns were the Giants picking him at eleven. I didn't see. I, I like all the pass rushers in this class. I didn't think that there were any elite elite talents and yeah. worthy of a Why pick that high. And I knew yeah. they were hiring him. So I was mainly talking down at a lot of these pass rushers uh, for much of the off season, but. In terms of value here at pick twenty-one, that's great value. Who for who's arguably the best pass rusher in this class? Uh, he's got a lot of potential, and he really turned it on in the second yeah. half of the year. The sack production wasn't there, but pressure rate is good. Tackles for a loss is and good. We talked about this. It's not about the sacks. Pressure. Is it pressure a quarterback and throwing a pick or. Yeah, uh, shifting to the right and fumbling or whatever it is, yeah. maybe. And you can play him down in a three-point stance, in a two-point stance. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's trouble for any uh, any offensive tackle. He's got some moves. He has that aggression. He has that second level yep. um, that a lot of people like to see. Uh, Indianapolis already had a strong defense. They add uh, a really good pass rusher here. Uh, I think it's a great pick for them. Um, I – Wanted them to go Rashad Bateman. I would have loved to see them add another uh, offensive weapon for Carson. Fuck Carson. Um, or maybe <laughs> even go Christian Darisaw at, at a tackle. But uh, other than that, I think it was a pretty obvious choice for them going edge rusher, and that was a need for them. And Quiddy Pay makes a already good defense better, so I, I give it an A. I'm going to uh, go A-plus here uh, for the Quiddy uh, Pay pick for the Indianapolis uh, Colts. I think he's going to be a monster at the next level, and I think he's the best passer in this draft. So Chris Ballard doing his thing, staying put, and mm-hmm. taking the best player available. Uh, Pay going there. Defense not much stronger. So good, good pick by that A+. I'm going to go A-, minus, only because he only played 19 collegiate games. So I don't know if mm-hmm. we've really seen okay. enough out of him to see if he That's will okay. transition well to NFL where – then bullies are going to be much bigger, much stronger, much more intelligent in the game of football. And I don't know if that's going to translate fully to how he played in college. I don't know if we've seen, we've seen enough out of him yet. Hunt, bringing the heat. Yeah, great point. Hunt, bringing the heat. Great point. Um, yeah, that brings us to the Tennessee Titans at pick 22. And they selected Caleb Farley. Now, this is a, we have a lot very of highly – debated conversation really because Caleb Farley coming into this draft a lot of people had him as the best cornerback in the draft uh converted quarterback a ton of talent good size uh good speed just a very a very good shutdown corner uh, a CB1 uh the main concern and the reason that he he dropped was the injury his- histories. He had uh, a sports hernia. He had some back issues. Back issues are a big – that's a big red flag because yeah. that shit lingers. Um, that it shit lingers. But you know what, though? In terms of him being a, a potential top 10 talent, um, with, you know, there, there's a lot of 
people that could be potentially top 10 talents. But him being potentially that, I think it's great value for Tennessee. They needed a cornerback. Uh, it, it's a risk. It's a risk for sure. But uh, I, definitely, I, I definitely like taking him here. He wasn't going to fall much further, um, in my eyes at least. And it, 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 it fills a need. And I, they could have gone Gregory Newsome, played a little safe, but they're swinging on talent. They're swinging on potential. They're hoping that the medicals check out and he's good to go um, by the start of next season. Uh, I'm going to give it a B plus. Uh, again, potential for a higher grade, but just the injury concerns worry me a little bit. But talent is through the roof. Talent's there. Connie, the cat, I agree with you 100%. I think this is an A plus pick possibly, but if the injuries if the injuries pan out, this is an A plus pick. Absolutely, he's the best quarterback in the draft. To be honest with you, if if if, if the injuries are don't factor in the equation, this is the steal of the first round. Oh yeah, absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. So I would leave this as an A plus if the injuries do pan out and he's successful at the next level, but B plus at this point because of all the question marks. Mm-hmm. So, good value pick by the Titans. I hope it pans out for him, and I hope it pans out for Caleb Farley, too, going forward. But, uh, yeah, B-plus with A-plus potential. Um, I'm going to do similar to you. The potential's there, but I'm going to go with B because I'm very concerned about the injuries, especially him coming off an ACL tear, too. The back injuries, I think I think they're asking for problems in the NFL. Yeah. So, uh, you know, hope the best for him. He's got the talent, but mm-hmm. – and that's he hasn't been playing corner for that long. Yeah, yeah. but that didn't—that hasn't seemed to be an issue right. for him. But it's still a question it's for good. sure. The injuries could hold him back for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, time will tell. Yeah, that brings us to the Minnesota Vikings, who you Nothing know made one of my big winners from the first round. A plus for me. Yep. A plus. Yep. Uh, I love Christian Darrisaw. Uh, they needed a tackle. Uh, he. I believe he's going to be playing tackle. He's not one of those converted guard guys. He's going to play tackle, big, big body. Uh, I, I love this pick for them. It, it, easy pick, easy yeah. pick in my eyes. Uh, could have gone a little bit earlier. Uh, I, I I don't I, I don't really know. I didn't really see too much like draft chatter on him, but he 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 is legit good, uh, and the, it's a position of need. Um, they have the weapons on offense across the board. Yeah. Keep Kirk Cousins, uh, give him a clean pocket, and he can make stuff happen with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and, and Dalvin Cook, and Herb Smith Jr. So, A-plus for me. There's also an A-plus for me, too. Mm-hmm. And they got three uh, – not three. Two third-round draft picks in the process. Which they used wisely. They did. They, they selected Wyatt wrong, Davis. Really. Yeah, absolutely. My boy. So, they have um, – Christian Derrissaw and Wyatt Davis in their offensive line right now. So Christian, um, not Christian, Kirk Cousins is very happy right now. Very happy. So this is an A plus for me. Christian Derrissaw is probably rated a little bit higher than, well, not a little bit, but he's rated higher than the offensive tackles that have been not taken here. So he's uh, way higher than Alex Wilder for me. And even Elijah Vera Tucker. Yeah, well, especially because Vera Tucker is going to play guard. Yeah. Derrissaw is going to play tackle and probably left tackle. So So with that said, A plus three for the Vikings. Yeah, I'm going to give him an A, too. I love the big body, over 320 pounds. He's a big boy. And uh, he's from the Hokies, too. I love Virginia yeah. Tech. So, wishing him the best of luck. Connie, next pick. Another bold prediction by you. 
Najee Harris to Pittsburgh. I think everybody and their mother saw this coming. Uh, They made it very clear that they loved him after losing James Conner. They needed a running back. Najee Harris is just has Pittsburgh written all over him. Perfect fit. Another big Alabama running back that reminds me of Derrick Henry. Not as big and not as, you know, I don't know what the word would be, truculent. <laughs> uh, but but still that same mold. Uh, perfect fit. Uh, we see that the value of drafting running backs has, has slid in recent years. But the Steelers don't have too many needs necessarily, like besides, you know, if they wanted to draft Ben Roethlisberger's replacement, the value isn't there to draft anyone at that point. Uh, They could have gone tackle or guard here, uh, bolster up that offensive line. But honestly, after Darisaw went uh, and some of the injury concerns with some of the other players, um, I think this is actually a, a great pick and one of the few first round running back picks that I'm going to give an A to. I I, I really do. I I think it's, it's a perfect fit for them. I'm going to go in the complete opposite direction. I think this is a C. Really? And that's because I don't agree with taking a running back in the first round. Well, that's, that's while the Pittsburgh Steelers lost um, um, Alejandro Villanueva at tackle. I mean, they have Ben Roethlisberger is getting older. They just lost Bud Dupree as a linebacker to brush the other side for TJ Watt. They could use well, a they lot have, of they have, Dev, they have Devin Bush. Yeah, no, but he's not a pass rusher. That's he's true. a linebacker type of player. But he can, he can do some pass true, rush. But he's an outside linebacker true. in that position. So. But, who, but who's there, though? Right, but, I mean, that's just that's just an example. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different routes he can go. It's true. You know? So, I don't know. I, I I just don't see a running back being taken the first round. It's a good grade for me. Yeah. So I give this a C. This is the, the, that's just it for me. I'm gonna give it a B plus. Um, I think Najee Harris is probably the best running back in the draft. So I, I think that was a great pick. Um, and also, you know, the, the B because the B plus because again, this is a running back in the first draft, but he'll do good. And that brings us to pick number 25, Jacksonville, Travis Etienne. Uh, I'm giving this pick a D. And the only reason it's a D is because you're pairing Etienne with Trevor Lawrence, where they were the combo at Clemson, had so much success. So there's some chemistry there, uh, even though it's running back and and quarterback and not wide receiver and quarterback, but still – Chemistry definitely plays out. Um, but besides that, no need to make this pick. There was no need for them to even draft a running back after the year that James Robinson had. They had other needs on the board. Uh, they could have gone tackle. They could have gone tight end here. Uh, Trevin, Trevin Morig was on the board. They could have gone safety. Uh, and this plays back to Najee Harris, where usually – I think drafting a running back in the first round is not smart, but at least the Steelers are a pretty complete team 
that needed a running back and they were so in love with Najee Harris and they knew that, that they weren't going to get him with their second pick. So they took him. They could afford to make that pick. Jacksonville can't afford to make a pick like this. No. Uh, I do think ETN is probably the best running back in this draft in my eyes, uh, just in terms of overall ability. He can do it all. Uh, he reminds me a lot of DeAndre Swift, actually. And he'll probably be used in the same way. But just so many other options they could have gone here. Uh, don't like – just don't like this pick at all. Like, don't go running back this early when you have other needs on the board. Uh, and, too, if you want to wait and get a running back later, yeah, ETN might not be there, but there's other options. There's always running back options. You can always find a running back. They literally found James Robinson yep. outside the draft last year. Yep. But – just just a big big whiff for me. That's that's a D. This is a this is an F for me. Yeah, and, and I would have put an F. Honestly, this is this is like something I did not see coming. Um, they had, like you, I mean, you said it. They could have went offensive tackle here and how about Trevor Lawrence? They could even went defensive. I mean, somewhere, any anywhere, but fucking running. Pat Fryermuth at a tight end man. there. I mean, they had a lot of different options to go. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking, but F for me. Um, I'm going to go D as well. I mean, I, I love ETN, and he's awesome in college. I think he'll do great in the NFL. But Very talented. Exactly. But they obviously didn't need him with no. James Robinson. Uh, the best what's the, what's the best outcome? That ETN is amazing, and they trade Robinson for something. For a six-round pick? Yeah, for what, at best, a, a three. I mean, you're not getting your first round back with yeah. that. So. Yeah. Just not, yeah. not a wise choice. Just not smart. Not, you know what? ETM isn't going to win you, what, any more games than Jim Ro- James Robinson? I, I, yeah, that, maybe, well, that's what they say. Maybe, running backs. maybe a game. Maybe. maybe. He has your breakaway play. Uh, you know, again, he, he does offer a little bit more in the passing game, but but still, I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see it there. Um, Shit pick. Yeah, not a good pick. But Ooh, but let's talk. Good. Let's talk about a great pick. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Next, Cleveland Browns going Greg Newsom, cornerback out of Northwestern. Uh, what one of the best cornerbacks in this draft? They add to an already strong secondary. Uh, they may have the best defense, probably the best defense in the league coming into this year. Every level is above average. They should. Um, yeah. I remember how many times we said that about the Browns, though. Yeah, no, it's true, but they've this, only this gotten is, they've only gotten better is, and better and better. I mean, they are elite they at Ward. each at each level. They got, they got Denzel Ward. They got Greedy Williams. Yeah. Uh, John Johnson, I believe, is back there. Yeah, John Johnson. Yeah. Uh, now they add Greg Newsom into that mix, uh, and then we know and Cloudy and Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. Yeah. Uh, dirty, dirty defense. They just have. It, it, it's it's just it's it's a great pick. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna go uh, A. Uh, the only reason I'm not going A plus is you know they they could have. Well, you know what they ended up actually they ended up getting their guy. Uh, they ended up getting their their linebacker that I thought they were gonna pick uh, in the second round. So I'm gonna give it an A plus. I, I really am. I think he's that good of a cornerback, and he just. Adds to an already elite secondary, or what we hope to be. I have the same as you. Yes, and um, I, I, I heard you going A there. And I was going to count, count, count you with the A plus. 
But um, uh, one of my favorite players in then this draft. Um, I think he's um, if it wasn't for corners or Tane being at their talent, I think he'd be right up there with like, one of the number one corners in this draft. So I, I, I like him a lot. He's one he's one of my favorite players. So A plus for me. And the Browns have their secondary even more solidified than they already did already. And you can never have enough corners. No, of course. And the pa- pa- hey, you know what? Passing league. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give it an A minus. Um, I think he's great. However, however, <laughs> he has some penalty issues. Let's see, he had 15 career penalty in about 19 games and seven pass interference calls. That's not going to do too well in NFL. So that's the A minus. That's a great point. Look at you that's, your that's a shit, huh? that's a that's a great point, honestly. Right. Um, and that those are killers. Pass interference Don't penalties are the worst the penalties to take. That was the knock on Horns is that he got a little handsy yeah. in, in college. So yeah. That was hard to Newsom was even more. Yeah. yeah. Was even more handsy. Yeah. And that was a knock on actually our boy DeAndre Baker, too. He was very handsy as well. Um, yeah. and that that can lead to issues. So that's that's a very good point and one that I didn't really think of too much. So very nice. But that brings us to pick number 27, the Baltimore Ravens, who always make the right pick. Rashad Bateman, A-plus. A-plus for me. He was my fourth best wide receiver on the board. Uh, bonafide number one. He can play the X. They've been lacking. They they, they, they haven't had that position in <laughs> since Anquan Bolden. Yeah, I I don't think they've oh had. Yeah, right. I don't think they've had. I it, but he, yeah. but I don't I don't even think Tory Smith is at Rashad Bateman's level. No, like, I don't think they've had a receiver like this since Anquan Bolden. Smith. Yeah, but it, end of his end of his career, he's still good. But no, he was still good. But again, two different type of receiver. But Rashad Bateman is an absolute stud, just across the board stud. And exactly what the doctor ordered for Lamar, uh, what what they what they needed. They've needed this for so long, and they've kind of neglected that position for so long and got by. I think this can help take Lamar to the next level and and take Baltimore to the next level. A plus, A plus for me too as well. One of my favorite players in this draft. Um, I saw him going a little sooner than uh, pick up. Uh, was this 27, 28, 27? A, a lot earlier than 27. I had him going to Chicago at 20. Mm-hmm. So this is great value for the Ravens. They get a number one target for Lamar Jackson, something he was very much needing because, I mean, Hollywood Brown is a, is a good wide receiver there, but they needed that number one target for him. So Rashad Bateman, great pick for them. And the Ravens going to always do their thing, man. They're going to sit back. They're going to relax. They're going to take the best player available, and they're going to do their homework. And you know what, too? This helps Hollywood Brown because Hollywood yeah. Brown is a deep threat. And that was really outside of Mark Andrews. That was the only concern that people were worried about. So they were playing deep, deep coverage. Their safeties worried about Holly Brown. Now they can't take those liberties anymore. They have to account for Rashad Bateman, and that gives more and space. Sammy Watkins. And Sammy, that's right. I forgot they signed Sammy Watkins. That that will they'll have to account for that, and that'll open the field for Hollywood Brown to do what he does best. Yeah. And we know Lamar can throw the ball deep. Um, you know, he, he, people talk about you know his accuracy and stuff like that. But sometimes when when you got a guy going deep and you just throw the ball up, Hollywood Brown's the type of guy that can run it down and catch it. So I think Rashad Bateman makes that whole wide receiver core that much better as well. Yep. 
I'll give it an A as well. I think it's a great pick by Ravens. I think it adds to their offense even more, gives Lamar more options, and that's never a bad thing for him. So easy A. And that brings us to pick 28, the New Orleans Saints, which I just don't know what they've been doing in recent years. Uh, They selected Peyton Turner, uh, edge rusher out of Houston, Uh, more of a traditional old school defensive end. Uh, I straight up, I give this pick an F. Uh, I think it's my, I think it's the worst pick of the first round. Uh, I think it's a huge reach. Um, I think there's, 10 better edge rushers on the board at least to take. Uh, I don't see the fit there, especially, I, I don't know if you pair them across the, across the street from Cam Jordan. Um, you know, maybe it works out, but I, nah, not for me, dog. <laughs> I'm with you, man. F for me. It's not every day I see a first round draft pick go and I have to Google who the fuck he is. So this is, wasn't even on my radar. Yeah. It was not even at all. I mean, uh, I had them go on, um, you know, you had them go on Nick Bolton. I did. I, I think Nick Bolton would have been a good fit for that. Yeah. And even uh, we could, I, I could see him going um, Jason away or even Aziz Ojulari here. But um, they, they went to go Peyton Turner here, and I guess they saw something we didn't see, or they just fucking flopped. But yeah. I think they fucking flopped, so I'm yeah. Honestly, I don't you know fucking know the guys. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go F. I'm gonna trust your guys' judgment. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Thanks, Hunter. He <laughs> could turn out to be a good player. Honestly, Never rule it out, but you're not just, anything, man. You know what I mean? just an absolute reach at this point. Yeah. Um and there wasn't many reaches in the first round uh up until this point. Like there were a few guys that definitely right. you know, there's Alex Leatherwood, you know, Zaven Collins. There but were guys but this is a bit like Zaven Collins. He was projected to go end of the first, early second. Yeah. Alex Wet- Leatherwood, second round. Uh, this, I, I don't like even third, know. Fourth, exactly. Exactly. So he has a bunch of knee injuries too. Yeah. Honestly. And he's a big, he's yeah. a big guy. Six six. I think. Yeah, yeah. That that's not good. Yeah. Not good he's at all. The payday he's gonna get, but yeah. You know. Um. So that brings us to pick twenty nine. The Green Bay Pack is, and Packers gonna Packer. You know, lately, you know, with not giving Aaron Rodgers the help, value on the board. The Elijah Moore's there. Uh, add that slot receiver for Aaron. Uh, they end up getting Amari Rodgers later in the draft, which is a, a good pick finally for them. But they chose Eric Stokes, cornerback uh, out of Georgia. Not right. a not a bad player per se. Um, I don't even have. Again, I think there were cornerbacks that went after him that are better. Uh, quite a few actually. Um, and I think they already have a pretty strong secondary. Um, sure, they could have – again, we talk about this all the time. You can never have enough cornerbacks. Right. So it, it, even if they picked cornerback there, he wouldn't have been my selection. But I still think bigger need at wide receiver. Uh, you have a disgruntled MVP, arguably the best quarterback of all time, and Aaron Rodgers who wants more talent – uh, wants more, you know, even offensive line help you, you could do. But just wrong pick for me. Not a terrible player. Uh, I'm going to give it a, a C minus, a C. Uh, I'm going to give it a C. I'm going to give okay. it a C. That's, that's, that's not a bad, uh, you know, uh, evaluation there. 
Um, I agree with you, man. They, they, they could have taken a lot of other cornerbacks besides Eric Stokes here. Um, I'm going to give it a B-. And this is because I trust the Packers organization how they draft players because they always seem to find talent elsewhere. They don't sign free agents. They always find like talent later rounds. And they always seem to find like talent in the NFL draft. So I'm going to go B- minus here. They might see something I don't. So... B minus. I'll go B minus too. Only because actually, fuck that. C plus. Um, I think they should have gotten something to help Aaron Rodgers, especially how disgruntled he's been lately, and especially now. I think anything to help him want to stay, they needed to do it and they didn't. So it is what it is. Another fail for Green Bay. Um, <laughs> Seems to be the notion though. Yeah. You know? So uh, that brings us to pick number 30, the Buffalo Bills. Got a couple good picks here. Yeah. Uh, they selected Gregory Rousseau, uh, edge out of Miami. Uh, I, I know I've made it known on a couple podcasts that I was not very high on him. Uh, very raw. His, his sack production was there, 15 and a half sacks um, two years ago. But very raw. What I saw on tape was I saw a lot of coverage sacks. Uh, he's very he's very light for being how like big he is. Um, very light, can get pushed around easy. He doesn't have any big power moves um, or finesse moves really. And like I said, I, I saw a lot of coverage sacks. However, he's he was a raw talent, um, and production speaks for itself. So coverage sacks are not fifteen and a half sacks or fifteen and a half sacks. Uh, and my main concern was. He was originally slated to be a top 10, top 15 pick, and I just didn't see it there. But to get him at 30 for a team that needs an edge rusher, this is a great pick for Buffalo. Um, I give it – and to be honest with you, he, if if he's not the best, he's one of the best edge rushers on there. Yeah, um, I'm going to give it a B plus. Yeah. Uh, Again, it could it could work out and be higher, like I've said with a lot of these other picks. But I still have to see what he can do at the NFL level and how he handles NFL level tackles. And because again, if if he can't beat him around the edge with his speed, and he's more of a traditional four three defensive end, I, I don't know. He doesn't really have any of those swim moves or power moves where he can, you know, that's the big fucking question. Or or, or the strength to push push guys back. Um, so I, I really want to see that. And I, I hope he, I hope he proves me wrong there, but still great yeah. value here. They need an edge rusher. Uh, Buffalo's really stacking up on their defense. Yeah. Uh, B plus for me. That's the perfect evaluation there. I want to see how he transitions well to the NFL level. And if he does, I mean, this is Sean McDermott's guy, a perfect fit for the Buffalo bills, the way they, the way they uh, present their defense and everything. I, Again, really concerned on how he transitions well to the NFL level, but I give this – I'm going to give it an A- minus, just because the potential is there, mm -hmm. and I think I trust Sean McDermott enough to transition a player. He landed in the perfect Yeah, place. he did. He did. Anywhere else, I wouldn't give an A-. minus. Mm -hmm. I really wouldn't. Oh, I mean, other than the Ravens, but – and and this and this chunk of teams I have right now, like the past like five picks or whatever – I think this is the perfect scenario for him. So that's why I give it an A minus. And you know what? 
Buffalo has a good secondary. Their coverage is they great. Do. So they do. They do. if they give him time, he can get there. He, yeah. he What he does have that's good is he has a good motor where he'll keep fighting. He'll keep fighting for that spot. Yeah. So that that could play into his favor as well. I think they could have even went corner here, honestly. To play they could have. White, you know? They could have. But you can't go wrong with a pass rusher. Yeah. You know? yeah. I'll give it an A- minus as well. Um, I think it was a good pickup for the Bills. I think his height may be an issue with getting leverage against, uh, you know, bigger, smaller guys. But I think it was a good pick for the Bills yeah. before they were at. Agreed. All right, so that's pick 31. Um, and this was a trade from Kansas City in the Orlando uh, yep. Brown trade. Uh, so Baltimore selected again, uh, and they selected Jason Away, uh, edge rusher out of Penn State, who recently – Decided to go by his first name. It's Odafe, I believe. Um, huh? <laughs> J- Jason is his middle name, but he, cho- he, he after he was selected, he, he chose to go by Odafe from now on. Um, so we'll give him that. I apologize if I'm not pronouncing it correctly, but uh, yeah. So I, uh, I I like I like Away. Yeah, he's from uh, ha- Hollow. Hollow. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jersey kid, Penn state, uh, he, at his pro day, he was like off the charts. He looked great. He looked like a, a stud, very athletic, um, definitely raw. Uh, I saw him going in the second round, but late first round pick is still good value there, especially for a team that wants to add another edge rusher. Um, Again, like with, with the guys on the board, like he's he's right up there with some of the other guys. Uh, I'm gonna give this as well. Uh, I, I'm gonna give this. Mm, I'm gonna say a B plus. Okay. Uh, I, I was teetering on B plus B because uh, I, I still got to see a lot more from away. But in terms of value and in terms of need, I think he, again, landed in the perfect, perfect place. Baltimore always knows how to get the best out of their defensive players. John Harbaugh, you know, defensive mind. Uh, They they make it work. So I think that he landed in the perfect spot. So that's why I'll stick with the B+. I'm going to go with A+. And, this, wow. and the Ravens are my team that I think did the best in the first round this year. I'm a big fan of other podcasts, of course, where I listen to Inside the Birds, and they had Greg Cosell on there, mm. and they actually talked about defensive linemen, and he weighed in on Jason Away, and he's one of his favorite prospects in a long time, and I value his opinion very well. I mean, his tangibles are great. I think he's going to transition very well. Baltimore is going to find a way to use him. Yeah. I think he's my, my favorite pass rusher of this year. Really? Yeah, I, I, I really think he is. He's, he is. Uh, he's fast. He's big. He's He can get around tackles. He can even power through some tackles if, if need be. So he's, he's my favorite pass rusher this year. A-plus for the Ravens. I'll go to an A-minus. I think he's, his frame and body is insane. Uh, you know, he does have some things he needs to work on. He needs to work on uh, not losing the ball during play action. But that's something that can be helped being coached. And I think he'll get better at that, especially with the Ravens. So. Good grade. Good grade. All right. So to finish out the first round, we have 
The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they selected Joe Tryon, edge out of Washington. Um, is he an edge or is he an outside linebacker? I think it's kind of like a hybrid okay, in right. between. Um, and uh, I thought it was a little bit of a reach, but at the same time, I feel like, too, with just how stacked they are across the board, they probably see something where they like know exactly where they're going to fit him in yep. and play him. Uh, he's got he's got a lot of potential, and I, you know, I'm just gonna just straight up just give it uh, a B, a flat B, just because I I don't know what who else they draft. Like maybe Trevon Morig, maybe thing. add a, another safety to go next to Antoine yeah. Winfield. Yeah. Um, but at that at that point, like I don't see anyone else that makes sense or where they're gonna play. Like, at least this guy, like, you'll get him out on the field. Um, every, everywhere else, I, I just I just don't know. I, I don't know where anyone else is going to play. So Dude, I'm right there with you, man. They signed everybody back from the Super Bowl team. So exactly. It's not like they lost anybody. No. So it's like, what, what, what more, what more yeah. can you actually make here? So, so I don't think any pick could have been wrong for me. No. Like, I, think, I, I think I'd give any pick a – like, sure, there could be other picks that might have been an A, but – yeah. I don't think any pick could be lower than a B for me. Right. Like unless I'll, they picked a punter. I'm like, with you, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll give him the middle ground grade. Right I'll yeah. give him a B. It's yeah. in between the C and the A. Yeah. So I'll give him I'll Nothing special, B. but yeah. you couldn't go wrong. Yeah, I agree. I'll give him a B plus. Okay. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Uh you know, he didn't have too many starts, but the starts he did have, he had eight point five sacks in one season. So he has the potential, he has the skills there. And I think, you know, behind a great defense like the Buccaneers, he could learn some things and improve greatly. You got to look at competition, though, too. Yeah. At the eight and a half sacks. Yeah, that's true. Very but true. he also – he doesn't need to play every down. No. For no, Tampa. Like, no, no, no. they can use him in different packages. He need a linebacker, though, you know. Like, I don't know. They didn't need anything. They, they really didn't, didn't need anything. Honestly, Trayvon Moore would have been a great – I think I think that would have been my A – plus pick for them um but besides him that's it like there's no one else like there's really no one else there for me yeah that's why i I agree that i give him the middle ground (laughs) b between the a and the a and the c so i think b's a good grade from even b plus hunt yeah he he deserves the plus you know all right guys so yeah that wraps up uh round one uh we talked about round two on uh on the other pod um, a lot of, a lot of great picks. Uh, a lot of teams did really, really well. Um, weren't a lot of reaches in round one. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of trades in round two. Um, there were more reaches in round two for sure. Um, but a lot of great value picks. A lot of people slid, uh, a lot of teams jumped on it right away and took advantage of it. I love to see that. Uh, very, very excited for this year because, you know, I feel like not only are the good teams only getting better, but I feel like a lot of the bad teams have gotten a lot better in this draft. And that's yeah. always great to see because it yeah. makes the league more competitive. It makes these divisions where for so long you had the guys at the top and the guys at the bottom and maybe a few middle ground guys. Yeah. But now you have a lot of divisions where you're like, I don't know who's winning it. I don't know who's getting that wild card spot. I don't know who's getting that. That seven seed, like, there's so many question marks. Yeah, I don't think anyone did a job where it's like I think it should be fired today, except for uh, 
Lewis? Maybe. That's about it, really. Saints had a rough one. Yeah, they did. They did. They had a rough go of it. But again, hard you to evaluate. So. Yeah. So uh, on that note, anything else, boys? I got I got nothing for you guys, man. I, I got nothing. I think we covered a lot today. A lot of good content as always. So I got I got, I got nothing on that front. All right. So uh, all right, everybody. Thanks again for listening, and tune in next week for another episode of Beers on the Gridiron.